All right, we're back with another episode of Ryan Seaman and Friends, and this week I have somebody that I've known now for, uh, I, I want to say, more than, than 20 years. I, I got to do one of my first tours with this guy on, uh, on the Warp Tour in 2002, and from there oh, we've been friends. <laughs> I was, yes. Yeah, so I, I have Dan Palmer from the band Zebrahead and Death by Stereo. Dan, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. How about you? It's been a long time. It has it has been a long time. I think that we've the, been friends. Yes, that we yeah, that we have been friends. I was gonna say I think I just saw you like uh you know, by the time this comes out it'll been like four months ago or something like that. I saw you at the at the uh oh what what was that? The uh oh man, where were we? Three of clubs, I think. There was like a there was a benefit oh, yeah, show going Spirit on. Rhino, I think it was. It was uh it was Taco Tuesday, Spirit Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, there there's like a there's like a benefit show and um yeah, and I got I got to I got to see you for a little bit. But, yeah, um, I don't know. Get to see enough of you, even though like we always see each other in the weirdest place. I think before that we we hung out in Japan for a little bit. Remember? We did. Yeah, I I, saw, I remember yeah. seeing you at the airport. You guys were like, Ryan, come come and hang out at the uh, the the United Lounge with us. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's totally right. Yeah, it was a good time. And then we went and then we went to New Lex, and and it was it was Ben's quote unquote birthday when it really yeah, wasn't. Is, you know? Yeah. I think I think everybody's so, birthday. So lucky him. Yeah. Well, dude, I want to have you on the show because I like to get to know um, I like to get to know my friends a little better and get to know you know how they got started with just about everything because I feel like everybody's path in music is uh, is kind of similar, but I always like to yeah. hear it from just a you know a fresh face, I guess you could say. So Ooh, you know everybody's fresh face in like uh, 35, 45 years. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I mean. I just haven't like I I haven't learned more about like where where you came from and everything like that. You know, because I feel like everybody has kind of a similar journey, and most of my listeners are people I think that like want to get into music if they're right. not in music already, or it might just be like friends or you know people that listen yeah. to the station. So, I mean, yeah, maybe great uncles or something like that. Sure, yeah, great uncles, people leaving it on in the offices in the background of their day when when they're about yeah. to you know close shop. Um, yeah, Pam from accounting. She, right. She yeah, Pam from accounting. We love her. So, dude, take <laughs> <laughs> take me back a little bit. So, what was it like? Uh, I mean, wh- when did you start playing? And like, wh- where where did you like, grow up and all that stuff? You know, like, what was it like for Dan? Uh, where do I begin? Where did I grow up? Well, uh, I'm a, I was I guess uh, was born in England. Uh huh. So, and uh, I lived in England until I was seven. So I grew up in a city called Sheffield, England, which mm-hmm. is northern England. Yeah, and I uh, lived there until I was uh, seven years old. But when I was a little toddler before, like, I would go travel with my mom and her boyfriend because he was a musician. So I did a lot of traveling when I was a little, little baby, but up until, like, I had to go to school. Right. So it's kind of like I've always like right from the get go like I was traveling around like we when I was like one like we went to like Los Angeles for a little bit we lived in L A for a bit then we moved back to England I kind of traveled around but like it was everything was based pretty much in Sheffield okay so back and forth so so I mean like then, when, uh, when did you start yeah. learning how to play guitar or like what what got you, what got you into that it was just like your your your, your guitar playing yeah uh, well it kind of like you know since I like did travel around like. Like when I was a little toddler, like I was always around music, so I was always around like touring and kind of like it's almost like I was being groomed for wanting to do this. You know what I mean? Okay, sure. So when, when I, it wasn't until I was like I think it was like fifteen when I got my first guitar. It was a an acoustic guitar uh, from Tijuana, and my mom bought it for me for twenty dollars. Okay, <laughs> and the action was so high, like it was like impossible to play. Uh huh. And I still trudge along through that. And uh, yeah, and I my first guitar riff I ever learned was uh, the intro to One by Metallica. Okay, I love that. That's yeah. awesome. So, so, so you're playing at like a young age, but I mean, like, what what were you listening to? Like, what was like your environment? I guess like just growing up as a as a guitar player. Uh, you know, we as a kid, like we, we listened to a lot, a lot of Stone, the the Stones, a lot of Led Zeppelin, uh, the Clash was played a lot in the house, the Fleas. Mm-hmm. Um, like some, you know, some Yardbirds, like with Jeff Beck, stuff like that. But the thing that really got me into music was uh, seeing the video for Panama by Van Halen. Okay. And like I remember being a little kid, I'm like, I saw that, and I was I'm like, I want to do that. And that's, you know what I mean? Because it's, sure. like, it's such an outrageous video, you know? Right. So it's Van Halen with Dee Roth is the reason why I wanted to start playing music, and Eddie Van Halen's always been my favorite guitar player. 
So I mean, when you when you started learning guitar, I mean, like, how did how did you end up like getting in bands and like 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 how did you end up in like Orange County and just 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 all of it, pretty much, just yeah. like yeah. Well, uh, I, at first I started off playing bass. I played bass in some bands in a in the Santa I lived in Santa Clarita for a bit. Okay. So started I play like you know we play like covers like we I was in a band in high school we did <clears throat> everything from like Bad Religion covers to Ted Nugent, Billy <laughs> Joel. It, it was like all okay. over the place. That's great. Yeah. And then uh, I was just, you know, I'd play around and, uh, <clears throat> and I got in this band uh, called Plunger and it was like a rock band. <clears throat> it was actually the drummer of Plunger was is Tony uh, from Papa Roach. He was in the band, which is kind of funny enough. But he oh, was okay. in the band right when I joined. So I only played like one show with him. Okay. But it's funny. I'll, I'll run into him at like different festivals. I'm like, dude, Tony Plunger. He's like, yeah, man. Like, I was like 19 when I did that. Like I did that for like a year, but that was, that was kind of a, you know, kind of a random band, but that kind of got me started playing out of town. Like I went to play Vegas, did a couple, you know, things like San Diego and stuff like that. Was that with Plunger? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So- and then after that, I got into a, a band called Eyelid when I was 20. Okay. And, and what, and I was like, what kind of music was that? Just, just for the people that don't know that are listening. Uh, I was like a kind of, uh, it's like hardcore with a little bit of metalcore thrown in. It's almost like uh, it's like stick it all beats the Deftones kind of thing. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, I liked both those bands <laughs> growing yeah, up. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so okay, so so you're you're playing in all these like hardcore bands. I mean, when, when did you when did you like get into Death by Stereo, or did did you, did you start the band with Ephraim, or like t- take take me through like the evolution of Dan? Okay, so with Island, Island was on uh, Indecision Records. You know, we'd play with like Adamantium, like all the Orange County bands. You know what I mean? Okay, so this is like uh, late '90s or something. Yeah, it's like mid to late '90s. Like I would, we, like we did a tour with, like Battery, and uh, we did a tour with, like Ten Yard Fight with Ensign. You know, bands like that. From that so time. that that is totally before my generation for for me. Yeah, for when I got because I got into all this stuff probably in like. 97 98 that's when i really started right. paying attention to, like the the scene because like i mean growing up you know my universe was like mtv so you know green green day was the big thing for me and then everything stemmed from that but then i i found out like there was like oh wow there's like there's like local shows and there's punk bands and what what is all this and so i, I discovered that like in salt lake city you know and so um i did oh, that up until I-, I met you you know and so i mean like when, when i met you that summer man like i was just like in this like local punk band for you know, three years, but I was playing in like a bunch of different bands at the time. But um, one band sort of kind of took off in Salt Lake City, and we just started opening up for all the national touring. Uh, acts. What band is that for your listeners? Uh, <laughs> we were called the Teen Tragedies, right? <laughs> so yeah, so we were. So I mean, we were we were a good band, and and then and then you know years later, uh, the the singer Kelly she would go on to uh, this band called Good Clean Fun, playing bass. Dude, yes. Yeah, so she yeah. she would do that like late, later on when we uh, when we disbanded. But um, you know that summer that I met you, I was I was dude, I was just like fresh out of high school, and the eyeliners had like seen me play a yeah. couple of times and were like, oh, we just want we want to bring you out because we want to move our you know singer slash drummer up to the front, and you know they were they were all sisters, and so I, you know me being on like that tour that summer, I just was like a kid in a candy store, right? Because I yeah. loved all the bands on there. Like I had seen you guys, I'd seen Death by Stereo. You know, play with like Boy Sets Fire and Sick of It All, like in high school. Like, just I, I oh. went to Bricks, and that was my introduction to you guys. And I think I think the Hope Conspiracy was opening up too. Yes, so, dude, that was quite, that was a fucking tour, man. Yeah, it was it was a good show. It was it was kind of like you know I I don't know if you remember Bricks, but it was like kind of like half inside, half outside. And yes, I just remember, I do remember that place. Yeah, yeah, and I remember Ephraim just like going into the crowd and just getting everybody riled up, and that's that's kind of like what got me uh, into you guys. You know, yeah. at the time being in Salt Lake that's City, funny. and Salt Lake was kind of rough, man. For for hardcore bands it was you know? it was like because there's always like kind of like those weird crews and stuff there yeah <laughs> for sure you know I mean? it's just like they're all the angry vegan crews yeah I'm like oh fuck you know what i mean like yeah i was always kind of like okay what's gonna happen next with these dudes you never know you know what i mean yeah i mean like where was death by stereo ever like scared to come to salt lake or were they like uh was it just kind of like what's gonna happen because i know i know salt lake had a reputation back then right we weren't ever like really scared because we never had any problems with anybody because we weren't like one of those bands. We were just like, you know, we've been to all these hardcore bands, but like we're just a band like, oh, we like to party. We fuck around on stage. We actually, we're not like, think we're all tough. We don't have tough guy lyrics. You know what I mean? So yeah. we kind of, we avoided a lot of that stuff because we didn't, port, you know, portray any kind of like the 
typical like hardcore machismo. You know what I mean? Sure. I I, so, I totally get that. So okay, so. so Go ahead, oh no! I was just gonna say so. So when you were, but before you got into Death by Sherry and you were in that band on uh, Indecision, t- take yeah. me through the steps. I mean, like, so you started touring like just like in the mid '90s, then, or is that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So start touring then. <clears throat> so I was on Indecision, and I remember I was first full length record was recorded by Paul Miner, the old bass player of Death by Stereo. Okay. And right. so got talking to him, and I remember. I, I'm not. A, I didn't join Death. I wasn't the original member of Death by Stereo. Mm-hmm. But I joined like, it was like eight or nine months after the band was started, pretty much. Okay. Or something like that, you know. So, <clears throat> but I remember being in the studio recording with Island. Was, we were doing like an EP, and Paul's like, "Hey, dude, I've got this demo of my band." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And I checked it out, and I'm like, because you know, he was in another band called Queen X and some other stuff. Mm. Queen X was just, you know, it was kind of subpar. From not to be a total dick, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I've heard of Kleenex for sure. Yeah, yeah. And he played the Death by Stereo demo. And I go, what the fucking fuck, man? What is this? This is fucking rad. Like I was like fucking kind of blown away by like, Paul. What the fucking fuck are you guys doing here? This is this is so fucking unique and badass. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like I'm super stoked in it. And then Island played with Death by Stereo. So I'm all cool. I'm all excited to go see Death by Stereo. <clears throat> and I see him. I see Death by Stereo play. And they were fucking terrible. They were awful. I'm like, like every's out of tune. Like every fucking up. Like train wrecking. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. dude, what? Fuck this demo's so rad. These fucking buffoons can't fucking hold a goddamn note. What the hell is happening? Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know. <laughs> sure. And then I saw them like a couple times again. They started getting better and better. And then Island uh, played. We played the last Island show. I think it was like October '99. Okay. <clears throat> And then uh, Death by Stereo hit me up because, you know, we were friends with all those dudes. Like, hey, our guitar player is leaving on a uh, vacation to Vietnam or something. We have a tour the night coming up. Can you fill in on the guitar? I go, sure. So I fucking uh, went on tour with Death by Stereo like a week later after the last Island show. Oh, man. Okay, so you had to learn all these songs for, for the tour, basically. Yeah, and it's funny because at that time, like, I didn't have a cassette, so... I mean, I had my turntable and I had the what's could kill uh, vinyl. So I would I'd learn all the songs from the vinyl. Oh my god! So you couldn't really rewind. You'd have to like take the needle, or you'd have to like yeah. lift it up, or just yeah. play the whole song. Wow, I couldn't imagine doing that. It was such a pain in the ass. And it's funny because like the guy replaced uh, this this guy Aaron Lisi. He played guitar in Adamantium. He also does sound for Pennywise, and he's still tours. And he's one of you know one of our best friends mm-hmm. around. And uh, it's funny, we were having a card game at Jim and Paul Miner's house. Jim is the other guitar player, Death by Stereo at the time. And the Miner brothers, Paul's, you know, the bass player. Yeah. <clears throat> we're having a, we're playing poker at their house or whatever. Aaron Lisi's there. And Jim pulls me aside and says, hey, dude, we're all, you know, Jim and I were pretty, pretty drunk at the time. He's like, hey, man, we want you to join the band permanently, but but you you have to tell Aaron that you're joining the band. <gasps> what? I go, what? I go, well, you're, you guys are going to tell him? He's like, dude, no, it'd be better if you told him. So I, I fucking pulled Aaron Lisi out. Hey, man, uh, I know it sounds like kind of fucked up, but uh, the dudes want me to tell you that uh, they want me to play guitar in the band and they don't want you to play in the band anymore. Oh, my God. So what, I'm like, dude, you fucking assholes. So what, so what was that like? What, how, did, how did he take it? He, he was cool. He's, so, he's all, dude, totally cool, man. He's like, because he had an adamantium at the time. He was super busy. And then he joined Hope Conspiracy. Mm. So... Yeah, you know, he had other stuff going on. I think he moved to Boston, so it was like, you know, moved to Boston anyways. I can't really do this shit, so it, it actually totally all worked out. But it's kind of funny, like, dude, I got a fucking, I got a, my, my introduction to the band is like basically telling the other guitar player you're you're not gonna fucking play when we're po- oh drunken poker night. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. So so basically, it was like, uh, who who was in the band at the time? Like like drummer wise, was was it Todd or Jared or? Uh, no, it was after Jared. Uh, it was Tim Bender. Oh, okay. He played. He played drums in this band called One Eye Open. Mm-hmm. They used to play locally a lot. Um, so yeah, he was he was in the band, and they just got him. Like Jared had just left right when I joined. Oh, okay. So yeah, for those that don't know, Jared is uh, now the drummer for Mike Hem, even though yeah, he's he's not in pictures or anything, but he's he's the guy, and yeah, I, and I love Jared the, very much. Um, Jared's also done like the Vandals. He's done <clears throat> Alkaline Trio. Yep. Jared's a 
fucking amazing drummer. He is, dude. I did one of my first tours with him. I was um when I was in that band I Am Ghost, he was playing for a static lullaby. And so oh, we shit. we got to go all over America with those guys. And I just, you know, he brought yes. out this like super expensive drum kit, this uh this Caviato, you know? Yes. And I'm just like, wow, why, you know, for, for me, that's not like a kit I would choose to bring on on a tour like that. That that's, you know, again, and, and we're we're talking like, you know, thousand dollar snare drums and you know. Yeah, maybe even Dude, more that's, than that. It's just like, I mean, like I, I, I was afraid to even like look at it or breathe it wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, dude. So, <laughs> you know? so basically, okay. So if I'm if I'm understanding this right, so you got your start just from from hanging out with your friends, just in like yeah. your local your local crews, your local scenes. You go go in the shows. You get right. you put it together in high school. You get like a you get a record deal, and then you're you're with Death by Stereo at this point. And then some yeah. somewhere along the way, like I meet you at, at Warp Tour, we just start yeah. talking. We can, we, we keep in touch. Right we hang out all the time. Like, hey, what's up? you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think alcohol brought us together back then. I think it's, it's pretty pretty sure it did. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a unifier. Time for sure. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, dude, I was that that summer was just so memorable to me because again, I was just like this this uh, this teenager that just graduated. <clears throat> You know, high school, getting to hang out with like all my favorite bands, and then, yeah. you know, I get I get to see like every everybody in like you know the the, the punk circuit and the hardcore circuit and like pop punk and Scott, whatever yeah. it was. I was just like I was I was immersed in it. I was just in it. Right. And so, um, you know, shortly after that, I remember I was I was only supposed to do, supposed to do two tours with the Eyeliners, and then from there, that's when I moved to California, and I just decided like, okay, I got to take a. A leap of faith and i didn't know any i didn't really know anybody out in california but because of warp tour i decided like maybe i should just take a a chance and just yeah, go to california sure. and just see what happens and then yeah and then my career like uh evolved from there then i was in the span fairview for a little bit like on militia group and then uh and then i am ghost and blah 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 and so on and so forth <laughs> so, you've been, you've been <laughs> which is you know i was gonna say is is that true though because like i see you playing out like a lot with like you know i don't know if you're like filling in or if you're you know you, you're just like you, you get the call to because you, you, you've you've done like multiple bands over the years and that's you know that's that's what you do you know that you, yeah, you you've I been the guy looked at where like you've been literally doing this if you know just as long as i have if not just like a little bit more you know yeah but, yeah, I mean, I think I feel like you and I are similar in the sense of like we do play with like almost every other band. Like every time we see each other, oh, what band are you fucking play with now? We can't even keep up, you know right? I mean? <laughs> and like, and then we'd have our main bands with different things like that at different times. But it'd be like, oh, I'm filling in for this guy, or fucking, you know, whatever. Right. So, yeah, I've I've been that guy too, where I get the call to, to to go fill in, and I've I've had to turn down some stuff in the recent yeah. days. So for, for people that are uh, listening to the show right now, I had to, I, I just got off a tour uh, filling in for Scott from real big fish. He's got like a solo band that he's doing. Okay. So I did like a week and a half of that. And then um, I had to, I had to turn down this gig for, for this, this band called hot milk. I don't know if you know them or not, but they're, I think I've heard the name. yeah, they're from England. And I guess something, yeah. something was wrong. Like their, their drummer had to stay behind. Um, the paperwork. So something something happened. I mean, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like bad. You know what I mean? It, it was. I think it was like some health stuff. And so um, yeah. I got asked to okay. fill in for for like South America and that tour, and I I couldn't do it because I already I already oh. got this other thing. You know that, that I yeah, I promised man. I promised Scott that I would I would fill in on this tour. And so um, yeah. I got my friend Aaron Stacconner though to fill in. Yeah. He's from Orange County. I don't know if you guys know each other, but really great drummer. He's been in a bunch of bunch of metal bands. But um, uh, well, what's his name again? Aaron, Aaron Stacconner. So I like, like if I saw his face, like, oh, I don't know yeah, maybe he's, he's like, he's like 10 years younger than me, but he was, he's played drums for like born of Osiris and drugs. And, uh, okay. he was in this band called interloper, just a, a lot of like heavier technical kind of bands. Yeah. But, um, oh, cool. yeah. So, so I had to turn down that thing, which, which I was super bummed about because I really wanted to go do like South America and Lollapalooza oh, and all I love that. Touring South America. You know? God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well okay so we have to go to a quick commercial break uh we got dan palmer from Zebrahead and death by stereo and i guess when we come back we'll just we'll we'll keep talking all things dan on uh Hi. on adobe radio we'll be right back <laughs> oh dan why don't you tell me that story earlier man that was fucking hilarious <laughs> i'm just kidding i i do that on all the shows mo- most of the time you know i've i've been picking and choosing my moments to to do that to, to some people 
you know? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, oh, do I keep quiet this time? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. I just, I, yeah, it's, it's so uh, not funny anymore. I've, I've, I think I've done like close to 130 of these now. And Holy uh, shit. yeah, I've only had one repeater guest. So I've met a lot of people in my, in my journey of, of just, yeah. of just touring, I guess. You know? Yeah, definitely have. Just, just saying, just saying hi. You know, I remember you yeah, and I was, being in England at the same time. I'm trying to remember what tour I was on, but you and I were like, oh, uh, "Fuck, that's right, with Dorian." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with Dorian. I mean, like, Dorian's been on the show. Like those bouncy balls, or whatever. What a, some weird club. Yeah, I I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we we yeah. dove into a um. Oh, what was it like? A, like a sponge pit or something? Yeah, it got all weird. It was like it was like a weird like. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was a, it was a, it was kind of a, like a little blurry night, but in a great, beautiful way. No, for sure. And then I think I went back to like, uh, I went back to hang out with you. I think we went to like a hostel or something. Like, like you and Ephraim and a bunch of people were hanging out with like some friends. People were yeah. like, passing through. God, it was so fucking crazy, man. <laughs> that was, I do. I totally forgot about that. Like just the random run in. Like, all right, let's go to this club, let's go to this bars. And we were just like cruise around, get like bottle service and all kinds of whatever stuff. Yeah, it's like uh, California comes to England. <laughs> that's how that's yeah, how I viewed it. But, and right. we were on like two different tours, and we both had days off, and we're like, well, let's just go hang out and do this uh, stupid thing, you know? Yeah, yep, you close it up. Yeah, and you know that was actually my first tour with with uh, with Dorian. I've I've done I've done like three tours with him now, but he, uh, yeah. you know, it's so funny when when you go on tour with somebody. I I feel like that's when you really learn about that person, you know, oh, and you sure. really know yeah. who they are. And, you know, the more time that passes, you, you know, you either grow a strong relationship with them or, or you don't, you know, but, yeah. um, it, cause you know, like you, you never know who like your crew is going to be. Sometimes you got to like outsource people. Cause like, you know, flying yeah. to the UK or something could be expensive at times. So you got to like ask friends, like, well, who would you use over there? And then they're like, Oh, right. well, use this guy. And it's just, it's yeah. just so crazy how, how small the world really is, you know, Dude, especially in the music world. Cause like everybody knows each other so much. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, it's like and, and, also reason like to when you when you, so, you come across somebody as a total asshole, you're like, oh dude, oh man, like, and I always feel weird, like, because I never like will say anything bad about anybody. Yeah, but if somebody asks me, like, but if if they're not close, I'll be like, ah, I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> they're a close friend. I'm like, dude, stay away from my guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure, a hundred thousand percent. Yeah, you get a few to vouch for somebody. That's a big thing. This that this guy's an asshole. And you vouch for him, dude. That's kind of like. Dude, that's on you, really. Yeah. No, and you know, you you learn you learn who people are just just through yeah. the scope of things. I mean, dude, I've been I've been in so many bands now over the last like yeah, it's been like twenty fucking years, man. Just just yeah. up, ups and downs, you know. And that's all yeah. that's all music is. And then you just you just get to see you know the side of people that maybe you know somebody else wouldn't normally see, you know, on yeah. on the outside. So. Um. Okay. Yeah. So going back. So going back to Dan. So now now we're we're at the oh, point in your career. When do you okay. make the jump to Zebrahead? Because I know, so you're playing in Death by Stereo. It's like, see, for me, I love playing with like a bunch of bands. Like Josh Freeze was somebody that I looked up to growing up. And right. so like in Salt Lake City, when I was growing up, I played in multiple bands. And it yeah. was almost like, it was like encouraged, you know? And I yeah, think that well, like, oh, go ahead. Especially you being a drummer. Yeah. Like, like everybody needs a drummer. Like good guitar players, they're a fucking diamond dozen. I can throw a rock right now. Hit five guitar players that are better than I. You know what I mean? But drummers, like dude, those are that's a hot commodity right there. Yeah, drummer, drummers are hard. Uh, good drummers and good hangs, they're they are hard to find. But I, what I was gonna say is like for me, I just always wanted to be playing. You know, yeah. Whether yeah. it's in like one band or five bands or whatever, is I I just like to be to be challenged. You know, and so I, I, I don't like too. having breaks. I at every single day. Yeah. Every, every single day. Like, like how, how often are you practicing when you're at home? I, I mean, uh, lately, it's been every day. I've been working on uh, Russian gypsy jazz lately. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I got this book on Ru- Russian gypsy guitars, you know, gypsy jazz stuff and stuff. And I bought all these different music books. I've been, like, delving into all this, like, different kind of, like, you know, finger-picking, like, classical stuff. Because I took classical guitar in uh, college for, for a year. Oh, so you went to college while you were touring? Uh, yeah, it was, it was like the early stages of Death by Stereo when I, I took a classical guitar. Okay. And but I couldn't keep going because I don't get touring, so. <laughs> I mean, I, I've always loved classical guitars, so it's like, I always like to kind of keep up on that. Sure. On the side. So, yeah, it's 
yeah, that's the thing. I, I, like you, like what you said about yourself, you like to be challenged all the time, and I, I do as well. Yeah, I just think oh. the more that you know, the more knowledge you have, the more uh, the more powerful you can be on your instrument. You know, I I don't ever want to just be tied down to one genre. That's just me, though. Oh. You know, I mean, I'm the same way. Like, I mean, a lot of times people will say like. Like, I've been introduced to all this Dan. He's like a heavy metal guitar player guy. I'm like, fuck, really? Is that all you think of me as? Right. Damn it. I mean, yeah. I, you get kind of pigeonholed and stuff, to, you know. Well, uh, so you know. so that that's that brings me to my next point. So you know, you've been in Death by Stereo for for a very long time, which is great, and they're and they're touring and they're they're still very active. And then I was gonna say, you know, you're you're also in a band that sounds nothing like that band called Zebrahead. Yeah. So how how did that all come together? Um. I've always uh, I've known the Zebra dudes for for years. I'd always see them around. Like I'd see them at the House of Blues. And, like they went to one of their video shoots. Ephraim was closer with the dudes than I was, so mm-hmm. I'd kind of tag along with Ephraim and just hang out with those guys. And I remember I uh, for a while I was playing in a Danzig Mithridge tribute band. Okay, cool. <clears throat> and the drummer Ed uh, he came and saw us play at the slide bar. He's like, "So, dude, I didn't know you could play like that style too. Like, you know, it's more bluesier guitar. You know what I mean?" Yeah. And so he's just like, hey, we should jam. I'm like, okay, cool. And like, I started, I went and jammed with him a couple of times, just messing around on the riffs. And he's like, hey, what do you think about like writing a song, like kind of like a Zebrahead style song? So I started writing songs with him, writing, and I ended up writing a Zebrahead song, this song called Get Nice. And it ended up being the single on the record, like uh, when that record came out. Oh, okay. So it's just because I think they were having problems with other guitar players at the time because he was, it wasn't writing very much. So they kind of think maybe it's kind of a spike thing. Like, Oh, well, fuck, we'll get somebody else to help us. write. You know, it ended up being like working out well. And so, so, and so that, so you guys just gelled together kind of like you did with, yeah. with, uh, with death by stereo when you first started with them, it was just kind of like yeah. you walk into a room, you know, within, I mean, for me, like in any band that I've played with or have been a part of, you know, or just been like a hired guy, like, you know, within 30 seconds, if it's going to work or not. Yeah, totally. You know? And we, so uh, the other guitar player that I was replacing, he uh, he had a kid, and Zebra had a tour in England. It was, it was less than Jake Cool Big Fish. Mm. So they asked me to fill in. I went on that tour, and like we just got along. Like every day, we just hang out, have a good time, and like and like I was I would fill in for different tours here and there when the other guitar player couldn't do it. And he ended up just quitting. And so the day he quit, they called me up, "Hey, dude, we we want you to permanently be in our band. Like let's let's do this." Wow. Okay. So, so you yeah. were almost, it was almost like a, uh, like a, like a trial period or something in, in, in a weird way. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Which I don't blame him. Like, you know what I mean? Like getting a new band member is so hard. Like it's one thing like for somebody to want to play, but like you got to get along with somebody and to be able to tour them and like make sure they're not a complete asshole. Sure. You know, that's a huge thing. No, totally. You're going to be living with these, these people for, for years on end, you know? Yeah. You only play an hour and a half a night. You get the other what, 22 and a half hours of like hanging yeah. out, like looking at them, you know what I mean? I mean, dude, and I've said, I've said this again on every episode I've ever done, but I always say that nine times out of 10 bands fail and the one in 10 that don't were the ones that were too stupid to stop. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right? right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm a living example of that for sure. So are you, you know, you're, you're yeah. still, do- you're still doing it. You know, no, no yeah. one's, no one's telling you to stop. No one's telling us to, you know, get out of here. You know, you know I've had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine just the other day. We're talking about the whole concept of retirement. And I, I told him, like, you know, I feel like retirement is for people that don't like what they do. Like, for me, I never want to retire. I want to have a guitar in my hand. I'm totally, like, I can't even fucking, you know, hold a guitar anymore. Dude, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely the same way. It's, it's kind of weird. I'm, okay, so, like, I've been having this, the, the, these talks with my friends, but, um, I'm at the age now where, you know, if I were to start something new, like, would I just be absolutely fucking out of my mind? <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Yeah. You know, am I out of my mind? But I mean, like, but, but think about all the other things that, you know, that, that people have done up and up until now. It's just, it's just like, I, I've been doing it for like 23 years now, you know, just like touring and just yeah. seeing the world and all that stuff. It's like, yeah. if I don't have to stop, why would I now, you know? I don't I mean the whole concept of stopping, like, because oh, I'm getting older. This and, that. and then I'm like, dude, the fucking Rolling Stones are like 80. They're yeah. still touring. 
Right. And it's not because they already have more money than God. Right. It's because they love playing. And I, I'm like, yes, that's amazing. I want to do that. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's, it's, my, it's my passion, man. You know, like going to shows yeah. and, and, and playing music, like th- those are the things that I know. And that's what yeah. got me through all of my tough times gr- growing up, even as a kid. I, I moved around my whole life until I went to Utah. But then as soon as like I, I graduated high school, I came right back out to California. So I, yeah, I was just like bouncing around between like California and Denver and Hawaii. Right. And then like Salt Lake is where we ended up. It was just because of my dad's job. But okay. uh you know, and I don't have any brothers and sisters. Uh, my dad, my dad shot TV shows. So oh, okay, cool. yeah, when we went to Utah, it was uh, he was shooting the show "Touched by an Angel." I remember that show. Yeah. So I so watch. I remember remember knowing about it. It was like Michael Landon or something like that. No, it was uh, so it was it was Roma Downey and Della Reese, and so oh, okay, that's what it was. I'm thinking of like the other one is Heaven something. Uh, Seventh Heaven, maybe <laughs> is that the one? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there there were there was like a moment in time where all those like uh religiousy shows were were on the air but it was it was really cool just getting to grow up uh around that environment though like i'd sometimes i like go to work with my dad and just you know meet all the people that were were on the set that day you know and so like you know being around like della reese was just like so insane because she was just such like uh an amazing singer yeah, and you know yeah she she loved she loved me man <laughs> when I, I would just go there and i just i'd be hanging out in her trailer and we'd just be like talking all day i was just like you know i was a little kid though so um yeah. You know, but then she introduced me to people like she introduced me to like BB King and like Al Jarreau and Al Hurt wow. and you know, and they're all yeah. they were all very nice. And so yeah, I got I got pictures somewhere, somewhere deep in a in a vault. But um, but That's yeah, man. Box. So music is the reason why I do everything that I do, and yeah. I I never I never want to stop. But yes, I think I'd be crazy if I started something again. But I feel like every time you like start something new you always have a little more insight than what you had last. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like you the know? learning process never ends. Right. So what I mean, you always think is weird. Like we come across people, like they almost act like they walk in the room. They're almost like, Oh, well, I've done all this. I'm like, they think they, they think they're the smartest guy in the room. You know what I mean? Right. And I always feel like, Oh, it's kind of weird. I hate when like, even coming across, when you hear people talk like, Oh, they like they go on and on about like, you know what they've done, and it's like very little compared to what you've done. But I was like, like to listen just because I feel like you can, you can always learn from like the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> For sure, yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. I mean, and it's like, and it's like the older I get, the more the less I speak and like brag about shit. I think the better off I am. And just let like whatever I've done, my work kind of speak for itself. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. I, lo- I love that man. So, yeah, I feel like when I was in my twenties, um, I had like a lot to prove. Yeah. You know? Totally. Even in my early 30s. And then lately it's just kind of like, okay, well, I've done I've done everything I've really wanted to do. And if and if nothing else happens, then like who gives a fuck? <laughs> you know? Dude, I, I feel the same fucking way. I was like, dude, ends tomorrow. I've had a great fucking run, man. Yeah. A hundred thousand percent. Multiple times you've been there. Right. Yeah, I feel like each each time that like I play for a different band or I'm filling in for somebody or I'm just like you know, there for a week or whatever, whatever it is. It's like, I feel like I'm like living a different movie, but what I've noticed is when, you know, throughout like all the bands that I've like played with or have been like, you know, a, a fly in the room or whatever you want to say is like, I feel like a lot of, and and maybe you could speak as well because like, you you know, you're, you're in two active bands right now. You know, I feel like all bands are pretty much the same, (laughs) you know? Yeah. The way, the way they operate and like, just asking questions and putting shit together like last minute and just, you know, it's like nobody really fucking knows what's going on. You know, there's, there's no, no. there's no magic wand, you know, it's either, no, it's either it's going to work or it's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, I always get people like, some, dude, how'd you do this? Do that? Like, dude, I don't fucking know, man. Just, just play a lot. And just fucking hope that things fucking happen. I yeah. Mean, like, I don't, don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't be I a dick it. for sure. Yeah. And like, dude, and, and there's, and you know, it's, this is the only industry I've ever been in where like, you know, managers or, you know, people that, people that work with bands or whatever don't have to fucking know what they're doing at all. They can just fucking guess and just like, you know, skate their way by, you know? Yeah. It's like the, almost like those people, like they fake it till they make it. Right. And then just me, I'm just like, like, look, like I've, I've tried to be a manager before because I just wanted to understand like a manager's brain and been like, You know, how, how are these people actually helping benefit the artist? And then sometimes right. I'm just like, okay, these guys are in the way. Or, you know, maybe the managers don't want the artist to know more than the manager. They, or the manager doesn't want to get called out. 
or whatever it is, you know, and keep his job. Yeah. And so, yeah, keep his, yeah, exactly. Keep his job. But it's just, it's so amazing to me how many people just like get into music, whether they know what they're doing or not, you know, but I always say in the, in the end, the truth will always prevail, you know, with, with time and and everything with, with anyone. So, you know, I just, again, like, I can't believe that I'm like, again, still a, a touring drummer. I'm still fucking doing yeah. this shit, you know, but there's people that right. get hired to like do music stuff that like, they've never had to like do anything to, to like yeah. be, be involved. They, they just like, they might know somebody at the right place at the right time. It's all about, yeah. It's relationships. Like even like, you know, sometimes we'll look at like record reviews, certain things like, you know, if we get like a review, maybe it's not as great as we'd hoped or whatever. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, you know, the guy reviews, it's just some fucking hassle. who just happens to sit, work for that thing. That could be anybody. That's right. not like, this person has no better qualifications than anybody else to be, <laughs> yeah. be reviews anything. Opinions are like <laughs> assholes. Everyone has one. You know? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. Yeah. Like, no one's expert. Right. Because I, so, I look at people like, oh, well, you probably know more because you play music yourself. Well, dude, everybody has the same, everybody's opinion matters the same when it comes to music. It's not a competition. Like, you right. Know, it's, it's like it's not supposed to be a competition. It, it, it's no. supposed to be a celebration, you know. And you're supposed to take care yeah. of one another. That's what music's supposed to be. Yeah, I hate all the like. Oh, who, which band do you think's better? Like, I don't, I don't know. This some, you might think that band's the best band in the world, and I think they're terrible. Right. Either <laughs> vice versa. It's all a matter of opinion. Yeah. So I mean, like, if if you had if you had to give anybody advice on just like you know, because here's here's the deal. It's like what, the, being the age that we are. It's like, dude, I have been around so long, and so have you. It's like yeah. I'm seeing seeing people that I've like toured with that just like yeah. they're dropping like flies. They're not, you know, they they start having families or they, uh, yeah. you know, they they can't handle the grind or the pressure or the stress of like what happens on the road. Or maybe there's not like uh, any financial gain because like, I, dude, I've, <laughs> you know, if I was yeah. in this for the money, I would have been a banker like fucking years ago because there's I really, yeah, you know, dude, there's there's really no, there's not really any money in this at all, you know. Uh, you know, well, you know, a phrase always gets me about people. You know, people have bands like, "I'll do the side band just for fun." Well, dude, I do every single band I play in just for fun. Yes, I exactly. Money, the biggest moron in the world. Right. <laughs> yeah, th- thinking that it's thinking that something is going to happen. It's just that that's just the 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 monetary return is, you know, is something that may never happen. Like, dude, I don't even think I really started making money in music. Like, actually, where I'm like, okay, I don't have to like work like a job job. Probably yeah. until like 20, oh my God, 2015, I think, 2015, yeah. 2016. Yeah. yeah. It's like, just cause I'm on the stage playing at like fucking house of blues doesn't mean I'm not like, uh, you know, working, working yeah. somewhere else, you know? Yeah. I used to bartend and like, you know, wait on tables for years, I, mean, I don't do that, but I still now, I still teach guitar on the side. Well, I mean, that's sick though, because you're, you're still doing that. And I, I teach drums like occasionally on the side too. Yeah. I've, I've, I've like a couple students, but. Um, right. yeah, but it's like, you're still doing what you love. You're, you're, in, you're in music. Yeah. You're, you're getting to yeah. still like practice your, your stuff every day. You know, Dude, if you can make a dollar playing music, it's amazing. Right. <laughs> if you like, can keep that roof you know, over your head. That's a dream come true. Like, dude, that's every, I mean, like, just anything like, fuck, I made, I made a dollar today playing guitar. <laughs> like what I've always wanted to do since I was a little kid. This is amazing. I know, it's like man. being, like being an astronaut, like, you know, it's cause like, being a music, paid musician where you can, you know, get by, it's like, I feel like it's almost like a, such an outlandish dream, almost like being an astronaut or something like that. Right. Totally. Or to be a fucking, you know, jet, jet fighter pilot or whatever fucking, you know what I mean? Like, dude, that's such a rare thing for people to get. Yeah. A hundred fucking million percent, you know? Yeah. So, okay. And it was like the freedom of that. It's yeah. It's like, dude, fucking... I want to keep this going, so I want to... No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm down to here at all, but we, we have to take one more quick commercial break and then when we yeah. when we do that we will come back with uh with dan okay. palmer from zebrahead dude you're you're awesome to talk to i just feel like we're just like spitballing shit it doesn't you know it feel it doesn't feel I like i'm like break. interviewing you it just feels like i'm we're just like talking <laughs> it's awesome yeah so, like just like a late night conversation you know? yeah for <laughs> sure so okay we'll be right back with uh dan palmer from zebrahead and death by stereo don't go anywhere here on adobe radio <laughs> is it uh okay hey real quick dan we're back we're back Okay, we're back. Okay, right. We're yeah, back. Yeah, We're yeah, back. Yeah, so you you think you've been to okay, so I have Dan from uh Zebrahead and Death by Stereo in case you're just tuning in 
for for some reason, even though the show is like almost over. Um, you're, you you so you think you've been to the Adobe offices before? I think I have. Yes. That's in like uh yeah it's in it's it's in North Hollywood somewhere. I think I, I feel like I've been there. I got interviewed there once before. It's like like you, yeah. It's got like a couple of different. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. No, it's impressive it's, here. They got like you know I'm I'm in their sound studio right now. And then I'm also, okay. um, you know, they, they also have like a little performance area in their studio. And then they have like an upstairs office. It's, it's like a, it's like a, a legit thing, you know, it's, um, yeah. And then I was going to, I was going to tell you too, you know, the reason I, I, so we're, re- we're pre-recording this. You're all the way in Orange County. Like if you were in LA, I'd be like, Hey, just, just come up here. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll have some, you know, I'm in Anaheim right now. yeah, we'll have so. some laughs, you know, but I, I mean, it's just like traffic, yeah. like. To, to get you here at this time to do this, no way. You're thinking that that's like a three and a half hour round trip. I know. Minimum. But I have to drive drive home drunk. You know what I mean? It's gonna be really rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, where, where was I going with this though? Yeah. So I was I was just gonna say, yeah. I, I have to do, I have to record all of these in advance because I just never know what my schedule is gonna be like, right? Yeah. So I try to right. ha- I try to hammer them all out with my friends. So like, for example, yeah. you know, this is coming out uh, sometime in May. And by oh, that okay. point, I will already be on tour with my friend's band. Uh, they're called Bad Flower, and I'm going to be a tour manager for them. Are they called Bad Flower? Bad Flower, yeah. B-A-D oh. Flower. Yeah, and they're, they're, on, they're on all these, like, uh, Danny Wimmer festivals and um, okay, cool. doing some headline stuff. So I'm, I'm tour managing that. And then okay. um, I will have also, by that point, have tour managed uh, my friend's band called Static X, which... Uh, no way. <laughs> yeah it's 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 all it's all kind of a trip you know but yeah. um yeah so just just from being around man you know hanging it's, out it's a, that's the thing just being around is like yeah it's funny like, you know just touring I, I remember like when i first uh started touring with Zebra, like we play all these different venues in in europe and i'll go how the fuck do you know everybody at every venue I'm like dude i've been doing this for a long time man yeah i like to say hello to everybody I'm like hey man like i you know it's, oh you know the crew guys like, yeah of course like they're fucking usually some of the coolest dudes there, you know, you know, it's, it's so funny when like, you know, there, there have been some people in my, in my past that have been like, Oh, like, like Ryan knows everybody. Like, how's he fucking, you know? And I'm just like, dude, you just like talk to people, just say hi, yeah. you know, see how they're yeah. doing, you know, yeah, exactly. it's, it's literally that. It. Oh, right. Ryan knows everybody, but it's just like, you just give what you get, man. You know? So. Yeah. And I hate when people like almost like, like, Oh dude. So yeah, you're really good at networking. I'm like, no, dude, I don't think like that. Yeah. I just like to be everybody. The, from the janitor to the CEO, everybody's important. Say hello to everybody. Yeah. With not wanting nothing in return. No, for sure. Dude, I I know like merch people that were like on Warp Tour that are now like big time successful managers, you know? Yeah. It's it's right. really funny to see like the industry because I feel like I've been like kind of in the same, you know, boat playing like the same venues for like, you know, 15 years or something like that. And I see people like they're starting from like the quote unquote bottom, like they're, they're like doing, you know, they're, they're like doing merch or they're, you know, being a production assistant or they're, they're like a tech. And, I, and I'm not even saying that's like a bottom. I'm just saying that's like you're, you're, um, depending on where you want to go, you know, it's almost more entry level touring. Yeah. Entry level. That's, that's a better way of, yeah. of putting it. So, yeah. but then, but then you see them go on to become like, you know, people that are putting on big festivals or people that are like, you know, CEOs of like companies. I mean, I remember one of my, one of my friends, uh, was a booking agent and then she became, she became like fucking vice president of CAA for, for a minute, you know, before going off to do her own thing, you know? So you just, you just never know, man, you never know what's going to happen to music. And that's why, that's why you shouldn't cross anybody, you know? Yeah. But also I love hearing those, but also be a good person. (laughs) Yeah. Just be, just don't be a dick. Just be cool. Say hello. Well, Dan, I love the success stories of people because like, Fuck yeah, because I understand how hard that is to do anything in this industry oh, yeah. and actually make a dollar, you know, or do whatever, do what you love. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking so, taxing and it's it's really tiring, you know, so make sure yeah. that when when you're putting together a team, everybody is uh, into each other, you know? Dude, it's, being in bands, like having like four of the girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever, yeah. you know? hundred thousand percent so well we have like i was gonna say we have about like eight minutes left on the show um yep. tell me so like what 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 plans do you guys have coming up for for zebrahead if we're in the month of may oh the month of may uh well uh we're gonna play slam dunk festival to end the May. oh this is perfect so this is right when this is uh coming out that's awesome yeah yeah good timing right 
yeah. we do that. We have other festivals in like mainland Europe. So I think we'll be there for like three, almost, like almost a month. Okay. So by the time this comes out, every, everybody should just go check out and see when Zebrahead is coming to your town if you're listening to this in, in Europe. Yes, we'll be in Europe. Like, cause that's, we go to Europe 20 times a year and we never <laughs> see the U.S. <laughs> yeah, I, I want I want to talk about that for a second. So why do you why do you think it is like okay? For example, right? I remember being in this band, I Am Ghost, and yeah, we got a, we got a tour offer from this band that's like now they're like humongous. They play stadiums, but they're they're called uh, Biffy Clyro, right? Dude, I love Biffy Clyro, and they're yeah. so good. And and then in America, it's like fucking barely knows anyone. Barely knows who they are. You know, they can maybe play the Fonda. Yeah, you know, play the Fonda. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying I think yeah, Biffy Clyro would probably play like the Fonda if they came here. And yeah. you know, but over in overseas they're playing like Wembley or they're playing like some big shit. So like with Zebrahead, like, you know, I, I I just never understand like why some bands hit it really big, like in like, you know, Europe or Japan, and then in like America it's like, you know, a couple hundred tickets. I've never I've never understood that. Ever. Dude, yeah, I, I don't understand it either. Like honestly, if we understood the formula, we'd all be rich. You know? <laughs> It's just weird, right. like, like, but it's also like you, you look at like different things, ways to reach people in different areas. Like for, you know, Japan, like Twitter is seems to be like a better way to reach people rather than Instagram. And when it, like in Russia, when we used to tour Russia, you know, whatever, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. YouTube was the thing that got Russians into Zebrahead, so that's why we did well in Russia because there was YouTube. You know, different things like that, like. This is like to you know understand like the origins of okay, how they hearing the music and like what is their favorite preferred platform and all that. Yeah, and that's also a reason too, like why well, you have to be on every single platform because you just never know. Sure. Yeah, they they all are truly different. I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Not not like one person is following you on like every single platform that you have. I feel like you know. It's also weird too, like like Zebrahead used to tour the U.S. a lot. They used to do pretty well, yeah. Like House of Blues size, and the band kind of stopped. This is before I joined the band because you're kind of discouraged. Like, oh, we went from like to 1,500 people, and now we're playing to 400. And like, and it's I can see how it's discouraging because it's like, oh, it's less than a third of the people, but it's still it's still 400 people. It's still pretty fucking good. Yeah, as long as you're like still, as long as you're still doing it, man. You know. Hey, well, if you can make a dollar, go fucking do it. And plus, it's just rad to stay out there touring. Yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, and so, also what I've what I've remembered is like things come in waves. You know. Yeah. Music definitely totally. for sure comes in waves. You know, you'll you'll have your high points and your and your low points. Um, yeah, but I think it's it, that way too. Yeah, but but I think I think it's amazing that you guys just dominate, um, you know, Europe and and Japan. You know, so I, I even got to see you guys in Japan, which was which was really great because I've always heard yeah. like stories like, oh, you got if you ever can check Zebrahead out in Japan, you should do it. And I did. And I couldn't believe like uh, in between songs, how quiet the crowds get, you know, so you guys are my first Japanese show I ever saw. Dude, it's really dude, we We did a like we did a like a, an arena. It was like Saitama Super Arena, uh-huh. it's like 20,000 people. And it was the same thing <laughs> but we played in between songs. This is like crickets. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You had 20 people shut their mouths. It's like, that's insane. That would never happen here. No, never. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it's, it's surreal, it, man. It was, it was between the songs, like somebody yelled, oh, someone like, well, it's gotta be fucking somebody from our camp. And sure enough, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, was pro- it was probably me, you know, having like yeah. four, like a size, uh, a side beers, like deep or something. Yeah, like, yeah man. So. Right. Interrupting the, in between the song silence, man. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I remember too. Like in in Japan, like the same visit that I saw you on. I went to another show over there. I went to go see um, that band One OK Rock and uh, Paris oh. play. Oh, and shit. I remember Paris went on stage, and everybody just like they applauded. And then before yeah. they like started their song, and just nobody was talking. You can hear like the the, the tubes on the amps like warming up, and like you, yeah. you heard them like flick on and stuff. And you're just like, yeah. what is happening here? You know, you could hear a pin drop. So. Yeah. It is so bizarre, right? It's super bizarre. So, Dan, um, we're we're almost out of time. How can people find you uh, on on the internet? Oh, you know, uh, well, for the bands like Zebrahead's Instagram is Zebrahead Official on Instagram, and Death by Stereo is Death by Stereo Band. Uh, we also play another band called Lopa Vresca. That's that's a Spanish like ska metal punk band. 
Billy Bio would play with that guy too. That's Billy Biohazard on the screen. Yeah, so Myself. you played like four or five bands, man. You were you were like yeah. the uh you you were the the punk rock metal Josh Freeze on your instrument. I'm trying, man. <laughs> what a talk there, buddy. I mean you're right in the same boat as I am. <laughs> 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 no, it's incredible though. So, so you have all yeah. these bands. So, so yeah, so so yeah. How do they check them all out? Uh, just, or or you can go to my personal Instagram, which is Dan by Stereo. Dan by Stereo, okay. And that's also on Twitter, Facebook, uh, I think even TikTok, and God knows what. Farmers only. Farmers only, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what what are you what are you growing? Uh, you know, I'm growing those. Eggplant. <laughs> yeah, some some eggplant. Yeah. So far on my show, I've had I had uh Ephraim on my show like way early on. And then yeah. I I also had Adrian on my show like not not too long ago, probably within the last yeah, like uh like year. Yeah. You know? Um uh, did you guys used to be friends? That was pretty cool. Oh no. <laughs> no, we're we're still we're still friends. No, we 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 hashed it out, man. You know, hey, alcohol's a hell of a thing. That's all I can say, you know. So yeah, that's that's it. You know, Adrian and I are totally fine. We're we're totally we're totally great. You know, so um, yeah, you you troublemaker, you. No, Adrian's awesome, I, dude. I managed his band for like you know five fucking years or something like that. You yeah. know, I remember even talking to you in England about assuming we survive, being like, hey man, like you should throw them on your on your on your zebrahead show like in in Anaheim, and then sure enough, dude, yeah. you know the powers that be let it let it happen, yeah. and I and I thank you for that every day. You, you know? know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go above and beyond that and just, just have him sing in the fucking band. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was that the show that, like, he joined your band? Was, was that the show? Like, you guys saw him and you were like, oh, that this guy should be the dude? Or, like, how, I mean, how did that come about with the with the minute and a half we have left? Okay. Honestly, I, I've been thinking about this for a, few, for a few years because our old singer was kind of not into it. Uh-huh. And so I assume he survived and play that show so the rest of the Zebra dudes could see him. I'll go, dude, what do you think? No way. Yes. <laughs> I knew it, man. I knew it. Yes, and there's, there's my deviousness. Yeah, and then you know what? And he he still he still does that band too, you know? Yeah. It's so, great. Yes. He's doing both. Well, dude, Dan, thank you so much for just making time out of your day to come and come thank and talk you, to little old me. You know, I, I feel like I learned a little bit more, but God, it's just like it's just like whenever we hang out, we just bullshit anyway. So <laughs> I know. It's just like we just basically recorded like our typical conversation. <laughs> yeah. No, for real, man. So, um, yeah. all right. Well, then, coming up next on Adobe Radio, we have Gon Fishkin, and he is uh, after me every single Thursday. And so, my show airs also every single Thursday, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific, on Adobe. And then it goes straight to Spotify or Apple if you miss the show. And uh, Dan, just yeah, one more time, Dan Palmer, thank you so much. And everybody, go check out Zebrahead and Death by Stereo and all the other bands. What was thank the you. other ska band? Uh, La Fresca. I need to I need to come see you see you guys play, you know. Yeah, like, soon. Like eleven people in the band. I, I don't even know everybody's name. But oh my god! Cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. All right, well then we'll we'll see you next time on Ryan Seaman and Friends. And uh, coming up next is Gone Pishkin. All right, thanks so much.